welcome to Behind the Sofa. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Behind the Sofa. My name's Ollie. And I'm Kirsty. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I was quite concerned about half an hour ago. I thought I might have to use some Herbert West um, regen serum on you. <laughs> Kirsty decided to have an insane, very frightening, uh, coughing, uh, spluttering, almost choking fit. Um, I was crap. I was so like... <laughs> it was while we were watching the movie as well. Like- Water. Yeah, it did sound like fucking Dr. Hill was in the building like, Golly, get me the water! I was like, oh my god, this is terrifying. Um, good to know how you were dealing with like an actual, real emergency. I am so. no good under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I was awful, truly, truly awful. Are you recovered though? I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine, I good. think. Okay, so. <laughs> that's the main thing. How are you doing though, anyway? Good? Uh, apart from that, I'm good. Uh, we're actually recording pretty late on the Sunday. So, oh my God, If I, yeah. I'm almost certainly I'm going to fall asleep during this sorry. podcast. I'm sorry, everyone. Yeah, we usually record during the day if we can and uh, like watch and then record straight away. But uh, we've actually had some kind of a social life this weekend, which is much unheard of. So. Yeah, way overrated. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> Should be staying at home, being pale and watching horror movies instead. That's pretty way much. more fun. Speaking of pale, yeah, we're talking about what? what we're talking Herbert about? West, Reanimator. Yeah, he's a wonderful pale man. So. He is. He <laughs> reminds me of. Uh, <laughs> as soon as I saw him, I was like, he looks like Frank Grimes. <laughs> he's like, he looks like Frank Grimes from The Simpsons. I was Amazing. like, I wonder if they base him off him. We'll, he we'll looks so that. similar. We'll pop that on there. So would it have been? It's like it, this came out in 1985. The year I was born. So, ooh, um, and when was? When was the Grimes? Oh, like 96 or 7. Okay, we can do a little bit of research into that, maybe. Put up a little uh, side-by-side picture on uh, on social media. So that's Behind the Sofa <laughs> podcast on Instagram and Facebook for anyone who's not following us already. Maybe a and, little uh, Who Wore It Best poll. Yeah, <laughs> let us know what you think. Um, okay. Right. So yeah, we're talking about The Reanimator, 1985, directed by Stuart, Stuart Gordon. Gordon. This is number 93 on our list, so... Have you seen this before? I have not seen this before. I have seen this before. Okay. Now, <laughs> let's, just, let's just say this. I feel like a lot of people are holding my feet to the fire over my recommendation of society, yeah. uh, only for society to then prove to be mm, good in parts and not so good in other parts. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw this movie, it was probably around about the same time as uh, as Reanimator. I feel like I probably watched Reanimator first and then heard about, you know, Brian Usner and all I saw that name somewhere and thought, yeah. oh, I could watch this. Brian Usner uh, produced Reanimator. And, so. and did he write the script for this? Ooh, wrote some of the script? Maybe. He's, he's, he's credited as the producer, so... Okay, well, he was definitely involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a name I recognised. So when I saw Society listed uh, in that total film, top most disgusting movies of all time, <laughs> uh, I definitely thought... Oh, I'll, I'll watch that. I've watched Reanimator. I fucking love Reanimator. So, when we came up to it this week, I was thinking, oh man, I've not seen the Reanimator in probably over 10 years. And I remember loving it. But I also remember loving Society. And they've kind of got the same people involved. Am I going to be proved to be 
ma- I keep on turning the fucking Xbox on with my elbow. We're recording in a Smart different room move. tonight. Yeah, um, this is not working. Let's move that way. There, there you we go. go. So, um, I was basically thinking to myself, uh, did I cock this up and have I given people a wrong recommendation? Uh, and it turns out, I didn't. Because I fucking love this movie. Yay. Did uh, So, what did you think? Uh, I liked it. It was, um, it was the same... Uh, it was the same kind of uh, laughing gross out that I got from society. Um, you know, uh, I, I think I wrote down like one of the parts, you know, like, I don't know, are we going to jump around a little bit on this one? Or... Jump around. Yeah. Yeah. So there's one it's bit. It's late. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sleep deprived. Let's go so loosey there's... goosey, yeah. baby. So there's one bit where uh, Herbert West, uh, who we'll be talking about a lot, I'm sure, um, decapitates. Uh, a man who we'll also be talking about a little bit um and uh i remember you know like just sort of chuckling a bit rather than uh anything else and and um i just think in other movies it would have been done a bit more dramatically and you would have been properly grossed out by someone getting decapitated by shovel but in this i was like <laughs> you it's, know it's it, it struck me how funny the movie was yeah. i remember it being funny but i remember it was kind of like I remember all the, you know, the greatest hits. Like the uh, one of my absolute favourite bits in it is the cat dead details later. Little, uh, <laughs> little de- real, like and uh, Jeffrey Combs, Coombs, Coombs, Jeffrey Coombs, Coombs yeah. um, has such a great deadpan delivery. Mm. Um, I love it. It's such an odd character. Um, what did you think of him when you first saw him? Were you like, this guy's a bad guy? No, I literally wrote down. Let me see. Um, I literally wrote down I have a feeling I will just be loving how weird he is throughout this whole film that's in my notes uh, I, I, all I could think from, right from the start was I love what a huge jerk Herbert West is yep. like he's not he does loads well he does a lot of unsympathetic things mm. but even then when it kind of like starts to skew him as like the hero then it's still he still does jerk things mm-hmm. like that bit where he's like um, uh, he's talking to Dan Kane, not mm-hmm. Dean Kane, no, but, but Dan, Dan Kane, who's played by Bruce Abbott yeah so he's talking to him and he basically says uh, oh yeah Hill he's after you as well he said he was going to come and get you and I was like he didn't say that what, he you, didn't. yeah I was like do you reckon he was lying or do you reckon it's just like a thing that we didn't see maybe Um, because I was like then that makes you a massive manipulative jerk you're basically putting Dan at at risk just because you're like "Mm, I could probably use his help right now yeah Um, yeah he's a jerk and I love him for it yeah Uh, I think what you were saying about like looks wise Frank Grimes I think attitude wise he's like a slightly unhinged Niles Crane from Frasier I can see that that tone of voice he's got that real like (laughs) you know and going back to um, Dan (laughs) Kane um, as soon as I saw him, I was just like getting huge Matthew Matthew yeah. Fox, yeah, Jack, Jack Shepard, from, Jack 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 Shepherd from Lost. Really, the, basically any scene where uh, someone, some doctor is hammering on someone's chest, trying to bring them back to life, long after they should have given up. I was like, oh my god! And he also has kind of like he a really Matthew he Fox really look looks like him, him well, yeah, right? like final scenes where he's looking really like you know despondent and stuff like yeah, he's yeah got some, real he's got, and he's wearing a white vest yeah so maybe we'll do another side do a little side by side with that as well yeah. oh Ooh. man maybe they could do a, a remake with frank grimes playing <laughs> herbert west and 
Matthew Fox as, uh, <laughs> no, David, as Dan Kane. David Hyde Pierce playing like a much older um, uh, Herbert West. I don't know. I feel I like, I feel like we're doing Jeffrey bit. Coombs a bit of a disservice. Yeah, here. I feel like true. he probably would be like, "Hey, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm still going. I can yeah. do this." Um, but yeah, uh, I'm just trying to think. Like, like basically, the idea is like it's um, based on a based on a Lovecraft story. I think Stuart Gordon was uh, talking to uh, a group of people and saying about how he was he was kind of like fed up of. Uh, vampire movies and all that kind of stuff and he wanted to see you know like a great um, either like a sort of Lovecraftian type thing or like a Frankenstein kind of idea and someone was like well have you read Reanimator which was like a Lovecraft like very tiny book I think we've got it I think it, it was in... a comic yeah we've got it we've got it in the horror bookstore um, I managed to find it uh, on Amazon so you can buy it through there and any purchases kind of we get a few pennies back so you know feel free to, to purchase it through there I think it said it was like 40 pages or something so it's a very very short story um, it's it's kind of loosely based on it but like the first half of the movie is the first half of the book the second half of the book is reanimated is like the second reanimator movie um, oh, the Bride of Reanimator. Yeah. Okay. So, um, which yeah, I've heard so, is great, and I've never seen. I'd, yeah. I'd be, I'm tempted to maybe we'll watch it yeah. separately and give a little recommendation for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he decided to decided to go for that basically, and and uh, I think he did. I think he did a pretty good job of yeah um, <laughs> pulling it now, together. Here's the thing: this movie has a really strong opening. Yeah. There's no fucking around. Proper good cold open. Yeah, it is. It is exactly that. It's a cold open. Um, immediately, there are eyeballs bursting. There's you know, there's death all over the shop. Um, yeah. When that the the effects, the the makeup effects in this movie are awesome. Mm-hmm. I love them so much. Um, I didn't catch who did them. Did you see that? Because um, I don't think no. it's Screaming Mad George. No, but um, I mean, one thing that um, Brian Usner said about it with the with the production and stuff, he said he he sort of views it as like the the shock value of Evil Dead, but with the production value of something like The Howling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did you see well, that? Well, I think it had like a real low budget, like super super low. So I think they did an awesome job, like with all the yeah. uh, with all the makeup effects, considering what a low. But I think it was only like a million dollars, which is crazy when you really think about what they've managed to achieve like even just look at um the only bit where i think it gets a bit shonky (laughs) is right at the end when uh spoilers uh dr (laughs) hill has basically had his head cut off and he's being carried around by his reanimated torso like body yeah yeah his his body like and you can see and it's basically you can see it's just like a head poking out of a blue gown (laughs) and because also it has to hide the width of the guy's shoulders so all of a sudden mr hill dr hill sorry who's this like real svelte tall dude all of a sudden you're like packed on a little bit of temper there (laughs) he looks real chunky in the middle but um but I think they did a, such a fucking great job. Well, they said with... that was like the hardest bit out of all of it because yeah, the rest yeah, of sure. it is basically makeup and, and buckets of blood and stuff. I mean, I think they did pretty well. There's one point where um, it's like the the whole idea of the story, obviously, is you've got Herbert West who has uh, come to America to um, 
carry out more experiments with his what he calls his reagent, which is the glowing green. I fucking uh, love fluid. that glowing green. It's so green. cool. What is it? I was it's like, glow, it is actually glow stick liquid. It is. Yes. Okay. So it had never it's, been used in in um, movies up until that point, which is quite interesting because it's like, it's like 1985. You would have expected that they would have put it in somewhere, like even yeah. if it was in the background of like a mad scientist lab or something. Like cool glowing liquid. Would I be just love cool. the iconic image of him with uh, with the syringe up in the air mm-hmm. with that like real. Uh, luminescent kind of green glow coming yeah. off the syringe yeah. I think it's so cool and it lends to one of my favourite ending shots of a horror movie ever where um, uh, Dan injects his uh, his fiance with it uh, and the camera you know what I mean it goes still and then fades to black and all you can see is just the green vial or the green syringe being plunged and then the Screaming of uh, of his wife, of his sorry, of his um, fiance okay. waking up. Yep. Oh man, I love that. Yeah, I really, really it's love really that. It's really good. So yeah, so uh, he comes to he comes to America to like um, carry out his experiments and stuff, and like he has the the, the amazing green liquid, and um, yeah, there's there's a fair bit of like surgical grossness towards the beginning. Um, like learning about the human brain by going into the in a sort of lecture environment in a hospital called Miskatonic uh, <laughs> Miskatonic Hospital, which is a nice throwback to uh, to Lovecraft because it's the Miskatonic University. Oh, okay. I, I, see, I don't really know anything. I can't imagine this is similar to the original Lovecraft no, no, no. story at all. No, not really. It was like I mean, the original was meant to be like a sort of Frankenstein parody-ish kind of thing. But yeah, I can a, see that. Like a it's definitely. Kind of way. Oh, it definitely has some sort of like mad scientist blurring the lines of uh, ethic, like surgical yeah. ethics, Life and, uh, death and trying and... to bring back yeah. a creature from the dead. Yeah. The only thing, here's the one thing, Herbert West seems to hate people so much, you almost kind of wonder why he even fucking bothers trying Mm. to bring people back to life. He seems like he's happiest when he's just alone in his lab. The idea of being around people seems to be really tiresome for him, so... That's one why he would want more people yeah, around exactly. you like, like, know, oh, but more, I don't know. I think he's, he's just like the playing god thing, isn't it? Really? Yeah, he is. He is massively arrogant. So yeah. if anything, that probably is it. Even when he's dying, he's being pulled into the rib cage of a weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it almost becomes like a hell mouth. I don't know. You know what I mean? I love yeah, that ending, but it doesn't really make any sense. Comes flying and out. Even of then, one of these he's, bodies. even then, he's still like, take my notes. Yeah, so, you know, what I mean? he's like my name an achievement must be recognised yeah. so I mean there's one bit like one of the bits that I think we laughed the hardest at was like you've got um, you've got Dan or Daniel and Megan who are the the engaged couple who Herbert ends up uh, living with Daniel when he when he and he moves in and uh, even if you haven't seen the like unfortunately it kind of gets spoiled in the trailer but it's not a massive spoiler towards the, the whole of the film but um, they're looking for their cat and they find that the cat is dead and they think that Herbert's killed the cat but uh, we never really find out whether he did or not I, I, oh he I, definitely killed yeah. that cat there's no way he, <laughs> kill- he found its head stuck in a jar no yeah. way you know that's an actual dead cat 
though in the fridge really see it. it's a real it's a real dead cat yeah that's pretty grim yeah the the one that you see reanimated is definitely not a real cat no, <laughs> it's can, like the most disturbingly weird looking cat i fucking thing. love that scene so much but, yeah be, that for before that happens there's not really any comedy to it yeah there, there obviously is that great line the cat dead details later yeah um but then it goes full on evil dead slapstick yeah. physical comedy the first time you see uh, Jeffrey Combs, Coombs, sorry, with that dead cat strapped like to his wearing back. like it wearing it like a rucksack it's amazing <laughs> it's so funny it makes me laugh so much also but, i know i know this is like the lamest reference to bust out on a hardcore horror movie review podcast mm. it reminds me of that is it in friends where like ross oh ross like, is like flinging the cat around yeah, yeah he's like you can yeah, see him through the like, window that's like season one yeah it's uh, so yeah, yeah it's it reminds funny. me of that but, he's very um, he's a very he's a very gifted physical actor yeah. and i mean jeffrey coombs not yeah. david schwimmer but or, or maybe well, david schwimmer yeah he's a good he's good yeah. too um yeah one one bit about that that bit in the basement like they uh basically what has happened is the cat the cat was dead um dan starts hearing weird noises coming out like in the middle of the night basically sounds like a cat yowling but slightly wrong and so he's sort of the suspense is building he's like walking walking through the house he goes down to the basement and uh yeah, it turns out Herbert is getting attacked by the was dead, now alive, and very pissed off cat. Um, he manages to sort of throw the cat off, and then, like, uh, Dan, who's, you know, like, in his vest, and he's, you know, quite a sort of, like, a muscly kind of guy. He's you know? he's, Yeah, he's, he's, he, he obviously works out a bit, and he sort of grabs a baseball bat, and Herbert grabs a croquet mallet. And I know that, like, it's obviously, you know, just, like, grab whatever you can from, like, random stuff in the basement, but for some reason it just seems like the perfect weapon choice for him. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> you know, kind of like, you uh... can't really see him with a baseball bat or anything. It wouldn't really work, but, like, he's just sort of, like, picked up a croquet mallet and was, like, uh, wielding it, like, ready to attack this It's so like, funny as well. They just... Them just, like, hammering on random old paint cans and, like... There it is. You could tell. I feel like a lot of that scene was improvised. Yeah. They were just like, we'll just shoot the cam- we'll shove the camera here and just you know talk to each other and say you saw it over there and smash the stuff. It's great. I think yeah. I love that scene so much. But I mean, then after like seeing all of that, like Daniel goes to uh, to like the the dean of the of the hospital or the um, I'm not really sure. Well, it's like a well, medical cause, student because I think Dan is supposed to be like a medical student, so it's a I guess like a university hospital like a learning hospital yeah. yeah so he goes there to go and report what um, Herbert's doing and for some reason like the you know the, the head guy who's also like his fiance's dad um, is just like uh, I'm not happy about this and uh, I want you to I, I want to receive from you a written apology and I'm like that's really weird Really? Do you not think I, it's weird? No, I thought I thought like that was the least. Apology. That was the least he could have done. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So, like, yeah, they're they're not happy with him, and like, they kind of chuck Herbert out of the school, and they say to him, you know, if you start, if you carry on hanging around with him, or do, you know, like working with him or whatever, then uh, you you're gonna get kicked out as well. And um, so I don't know whether that's what drives Dan to like work with Herbert, but he seems to come around to the idea well, of like he's just working so, with him. I think quite it's quickly. just the, the the fact that he saw him bring 
a dead creature back to life. Yeah. I feel like once you've seen that, you can't be like, well, I'm just going to go and uh, leave Herbert West yes, to, to live to... my life. Yeah, exactly. I feel yeah, like I once, you've, once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. You've I got guess, to kind of got to see it through and... to its natural conclusion, right? Yeah, I guess. But I mean, I'd be trying to not stop, like forcibly stop him, but maybe persuade him that it just wasn't the best idea. But instead, he goes along to like the the uh, hospital morgue with him, helps him pick out a nice body. I know. love how they call the bodies meatballs as well. Yeah, meatball. And, like, <laughs> meatball. He is, and he's like walks past one, and he's just like, he is disgusting. Like, <laughs> and it's yeah, it's all quite uh, campy and quite funny. It's the um, first. That's the first time you see the security guard, right? Yeah. Security guards is funny, and then does a really gross thing at the end of the movie where he basically goes to jerk off. Yeah. I was like. <laughs> You're guarding a morgue. Yeah. Why? How are you just like, well, I'm just going to sit here smoking a cigar, mind. Mm. Smoking a cigar, reading a copy of Boudoir magazine. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? This is getting me real hot good, and heavy. So I'm going to go and yeah, crank one that's out. Just gross. It's gross. That is gross. Um, so yeah, they pick out a body. Um, they uh, inject him with the reagent and everything kind of goes a bit wrong. And I was just chuckling all the way through this because like, he's you know, like a guy that they've reanimated from the morgue. So he's totally nude um, and uh, just flailing around and he's got like superhuman strength and they're all like, oh no, this is really wrong. This now is, I know you're normally wrong. one for the facts. Oh, have you got the same fact as oh, me? Oh, okay, go on. Tell, I, th- I think I might Let's do. See. If it's about the man. It is about, about the man. Yeah. Okay, go man. on, go on, you tell it, so, fat lady. the the man uh, who you see, the first uh, human that you see reanimated who goes berserk in the morgue, is actually Arnold Schwarzenegger's stunt double from for, like, 14 films from, like, Terminator onwards, basically. Because like, apparently, the, the I guess, the hospital where they filmed Reanimator was the same hospital they used in a lot of... It was the same studio, sorry that they used for shooting the original Terminator so loads of the crew is the same mm. and they were like oh use Arnie's uh, yeah, body he's a, double he's a big old dude yeah he is and he, he basically takes a bone saw through his back and out of his chest to kill him yeah that's so good it's, it's, it's pretty good intense but yeah I was ch- again chuckling at it but um, yeah then uh, basically Dan's Dan's fiance's dad who Dean, is the Dean Halsey, Dean Halsey uh, of the hospital uh, is killed by the crazy uh, yeah, Arnie stunt double guy buff dude and then um, Herbert is just like hey check it out we got like a really really fresh body and we kind of need him to be alive because we don't want to you be don't want people to find out about this course. so obviously the, the only thing that they can do is uh, inject him with the reagent which goes as horribly as you can imagine so yeah yeah. Um, one thing I want to say at this point the pacing in this movie is spot on mm-hmm. it doesn't let up from the minute that it starts um, you know we get that great like eye popping pulsating yeah. scene at the beginning <laughs> and then you get some comedy and then you get the cat and then you get this kind of like cool action sequence in the morgue um, I just love there's, there's like a real economy to it as well because you could I feel like maybe I'm not imagining this I feel like there was like a stage play or like a musical version of the reanimator and I all I can think is that it's like the perfect movie for that Mm. because it's almost like a bedroom not a bedroom fast you know what I mean it's like all very self-contained like there are two 
there are two locations in the whole movie. One is the hospital, yeah, and one is Dan's apartment, yeah. And I was like, all I could think was, I would love to see like a the mount, like a stage production of the Reanimator. <laughs> I would fucking love that. I think if I remember rightly, it was originally Stuart Gordon wanted to make it uh, like a theatre production, and then started working on it, oh, really? and they were like, this could be a like a, maybe a series and then I think they decided that they were going to do it as a film um, but yeah uh, I, I definitely agree like I'm, I'm sure that it has been um, put on the stage somewhere because it would be really good but um, let me see well all I was going to say is at this point I just want to say that we watched um, the unrated cut now that seems to be like the most common version you can get. I remember the version I saw when I was younger was not this version. I saw like the UK kind of cut down version, which has got a bunch of stuff taken out of it. Mm. Um, there's another cut called the Integral Cut, which I think is much longer. I think it's at least twenty minutes longer than this version that we saw. Um, now it adds like a bunch of like different plot lines into it apparently and this is something that i want to gauge your kind of reaction to Mm. there was a plot line about dr hill so Mm. at this point it's basically revealed that dr hill is a real skeezy pervert yep um uh, and he wants to take all of the credit for herbert west's uh discovery and he also wants to have sex with uh with megan halsey now herbert west kills him he uses the reagent on on uh, Doctor Hill on the and head, bring, on the and head, then and the body. Yes, of Doctor Hill. Um, now there was a plot line that was that is cut in this version, where basically Doctor Hill was trying to hypnotize people. Yeah. Now, I think the some of that is still left in this version mm-hmm. because there's a scene where. Um, he basically convinces Herbert West to give him his uh, his kind of materials with nothing but you know suggestion, and then you hear this kind of like little sting of music, and then also later on you see him using the same technique when he's just a severed head on Dean Halsey. Um, now, do you think you would have preferred to see a version where Doctor Hill was like a weird? hypnotist mm, using yeah, his powers I to mean, control people I mean it it was actually a subplot um, yeah. so I I wrote down here uh, why does Herbert back down to Dr. Hill because Dr. Hill shows up at Herbert's lab in like the basement of the house starts like complimenting him a bit but then you know you can tell that like Herbert is not into it and then all of a sudden he sort of looks like you said he looks at him and and everything and i wrote down i was like why did he back down to him like you know we've already seen that he's like real egotistical like this is herbert real arrogant um knows what he wants and is not likely to back down to someone even like him but he just sort of like sits down and kind of looks at him in a i'm not happy about this but i'm gonna go along with it kind of thing you also see him using it a bit later on megan and when uh they come in for the final scene in the morgue and all of a sudden he is able to reanimate like all of the corpses and they all jump up at once and my brain went i was just watching it going 
how did you make them all do that at once because they were like all for in every other part of the movie where you see one of the reanimated corpses they are completely uncontrollable by anyone and he was well, he able does, to do that and he, it's meant to be mind control that he was using because i when i first i think it can go kind of two ways one he's there is a little line in it where he's basically talking about how he's developed this new uh, method of lobotomy mm. where he can use it to control people's minds yeah. with the laser drill and yeah. I was like okay that kind of makes sense and I think dad. I think if you never knew about that hypnotism plot line mm. I think you would probably be like okay but then it also it doesn't really like explain how he can get them to all sit up at the same time mm-hmm. how he can you know there, there are many other times where he gets them to basically do his bidding mm. um but let's just go back because i want to go back to that scene in the basement with herbert and dr hill okay um holy fuck it's so good <laughs> the visual of um of dr hill's head laying in that uh in that kind of like metal specimen tray, kind specimen of thing, tray yeah. is so good um, it's one of those real iconic horror images um, and then it, it gets even better when he's when basically they've never managed to get a, like a, a corpse to speak before and and West says to him what is it and he says you bastard and then you can see the, the the torso like the body rise up behind him and just grab his head and slam it into the desk i was like oh it's just so good yeah, i love it's it it's great. such a cool image it's such a funny like just like what are the first words of a reanimated corpse going to be and yeah. it's basically just calling his you know the frankenstein it's basically the monster just calling the master a bastard yeah. uh, which just made me laugh but some of the some of the best lines like they're just real like small throwaway lines but it is the way that um they're delivered uh and it just makes me chuckle every time and one of them was uh and it it is a bit of a hokey line and it's a bit of exposition but it did make me kind of go was uh like after herbert's been knocked out he kind of he comes to dan comes to the house to find out what's going on um and uh he's like he took my notes and then he just says he took my serum Except for what I have upstairs. <laughs> just, to, <laughs> like, just to let you know. Just to let you know some. there's still some more. We've, we've got them. But I think I wrote after that, I was just like, it's there's there's not much in the way of like creeping dread like they have had in the other movies. There's nothing in Oh, no. It's not, it's not that kind like of movie, that. though, is it's, it? It's like a fun mystery. It's like a roller coaster. Um, it's just and like... then amusing gore. I mean, there is um, like in the one that we watch where it's it's cut, but um, there's uh, there's some pretty disturbing like sexual assault scenes, which the uh, the actor who played uh, Doctor Hill, uh, David Gale, the story goes that after he after his wife sat through the um, like the as much as she could stomach of the like disturbing sexual assault scene that he is involved in in the movie she just stood up screamed at him like how could you and left and they actually split up wow really yeah well yeah okay it's pretty it's, it's yeah. super gross now in the version that i had seen when i was younger the scene where he basically uses his severed head to give head to to megan to an incapacitated woman yeah was not in it no um it's not in the one that we watched either, which is um, really should be yeah that bit. It wasn't. It wasn't in there, was it? Well, it was, it was like it was in there. I think that. I think that was it. I think that that is the scene. I don't think it's like 
goes mm. on and on and on. I think there's a scene in it that where he goes down on himself. Really? I think that I'm maybe I'm misremembering it, but I'm how almost... old were you when you watched this? Do you think? When you well, first no, no, no. It? In the in all the versions I've seen, mm. that I've never seen that him going down on himself. But I seem to remember. Maybe, maybe there I'm are going there are crazy. a bunch of versions of this because yeah. this was like like I said it was like eighty five eighty six didn't that, it was like similar to society it didn't actually come out it did the the um, film festival runs and then it went through the gamut of like being chopped up for censors and stuff and they were just like we cannot have this bit in the film it's but too like disturbing. I said in the in the in the cut version that I've seen the one that was granted for UK release mm. that in whatever there was no version of that him going down on megan yeah there wasn't even like the nipple licking yeah, no, the, the there was BFC, none of that the bfc said we will not release the movie in the uk if that scene is in it so yeah so the version that i've seen had not got that so now i i think unless it goes on for like a couple extra seconds mm. i can't really imagine that there's much well, more of was, like the going down on her scene when i was searching for the trailer um there was a whole bit in there which was um in one of the trailers that i found where it's literally like a like a wide angle shot of megan from the side and him in that particular position so you can see him coming towards her with the head and yeah, her that, lying that, across there was a version of that shot mm. in the one we watched yeah i mean it I guess, like just, said, I guess it's all just depends on how much longer does it really go on for yeah. i feel like well, you said if you, in a world where you're going to have a disgusting molestation scene with a severed head and an incapacitated woman, the version that you and I saw was probably about all I could stomach. It's pretty gross. Anything other than that, I'd have been like, mm, yeah. I'm starting to, I'm throwing a, a flag onto yeah, the I'd field. But I mean, that's a sports term, right? Sports. Okay, mm. I, I know some bit, I know a bit of sport. I like sports. Um, no, the, I mean the first cut of the film was two and a half hours long. Jesus, and the one that, really? Yeah, the, yeah, first cut of the film was two and a half hours long. The one that we watched was uh, hour and twenty seven. Yeah. Um, I there think the, are, in, the integral cut, which I think is the director's cut, is an hour and forty four. Yeah, there's another twenty minutes in there, so there are. So there's like a whole extra hour uh, of stuff. Yeah. Wow. When it was first released, and then, like I said, that one was probably never. I would love to like, see all that's that footage. The, that's the first cut of the film, so we don't know whether yeah, like yeah. any of that ever made it off of the, yeah. you know, like the cutting room floor, basically. But um, I mean, there are some great bits in, like I said, the final scene. You've got the corpses coming up, and they really worked on like doing like weird lividity of like where the blood would have sort of settled in the body so you've got like mottled purple corpses and stuff like jumping up there's one point where like uh the uh the disembodied head of dr hill is getting headbutted which just made both of us <laughs> my, my favorite my favorite is when um uh, I think it's Herbert West is trying to sneak up on Doctor Hill, mm-hmm. and do- the the body of Doctor Hill just lifts his head up over over his neck stump and turns, turns it, it around, around to like, look whoop. at him. <laughs> That's like, that so fucking cool. That's so good. Um, now, for my money, this is the best ending of a movie we've watched so far. What? Just where it cuts to cuts to black? No, no, like... the whole end. Oh, sequence. the end scene. Yeah, I think the end sequence is fucking great. It is funny. So the, first of all. The visual of all the body bags sitting up all at once is so good. Yeah. It's so cool and creepy. Yeah. Um, and then it's like they have this cool... <clears throat> what's the word? Like gallery, like rogues gallery mm-hmm. of different 
corpses in different states of uh, kind of putrefaction and decomposition. They've all died of different things. So there's like a guy who's got like a load of weird cables stuck in him for some reason. Yeah. There's some guy who looks like he's got he like was, a he shotgun. He was in the middle of, he would have been in like, I don't know if it would have been in the morgue actually. It probably would have been in the funeral home. But I would assume like the tubes and stuff would be like embalming. Like embalming, but yeah. I don't, yeah, maybe but, being but, tested on. But anyway, and there's a guy who looks like he's had his head partly blown off with like a shotgun or something mm-hmm. burn um, victim. there's a burn victim so it's like it's cool it's like there's all these kind of like creepy monsters of the week kind of style villains mm. um and there's like a <laughs> and in and amongst it all there's a doctor with it with his head cut off and like a you know it's just fucking hilarious it's yeah. hilarious it's kind of exciting um, at the end, when you start to get that like dry ice effect, and, and uh, <laughs> Herbert it, Herbert West in, injects Doctor Hill's body with two full syringes of regeneration kind of serum, and his organs go supercharged and shoot out of his fucking rib cage and start trying to strangle Herbert West. I was like, ah, oh, this is bravo. This is like an absolute. Like, how would you even think of that? Like, yeah, it's just... so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's one ridiculous. thing I forgot that I have to mention, which is one of my favourite, favourite, favourite visuals of the whole movie, is when Dr. Hill first arrives at the morgue after having his head chopped off and he is wearing his scrubs um, <laughs> and then he has uh, like an anatomical skull uh, placed on top, just resting on top of his neck stump, with a mask on, and then it, and he has to turn in like a certain way because he obviously can't see. Uh, oh man, it gets me every time I see that. It just makes me laugh. But I mean, what if if he was if he was able to put the anatomical head on? Mm-hmm. Why couldn't he just put his normal head on? Because his normal head looks so fucked up at this point. I, mean, I guess no more fucked up than a plastic skull with. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I feel and like... they're like, is that you, Dr. Hill? And he's like, yes, that's me from like, inside the bag that he's holding. <laughs> of course, and it's just, Yeah, it just made um, me chuckle quite a bit. But um, yeah, the actor who played uh, Dr. Hill, uh, due to like budgetary constraints, and it also kind of ties into the, you know, like real self-centered, loves himself a little bit kind of guy that like you're meant to believe Dr. Hill is. Um obviously wearing like a terrible wig throughout the entire film as soon as I saw him I was like that is a terrible wig, wig. terrible wig wiggy but the reason why they did that apart from the fact that like it sort of matches the kind of character that he would have been you know like really um, what do you call it like narcissistic or you know like really like want you know like I don't know what would the word be like for someone who like really like take vain like... yeah vain yeah definitely I just couldn't find the word but like they did that because um, they wanted it to match the dummy head. Oh, so he has a crap wig. So he's got so crap, crap wig. So that it, crap, so crap it matches the, the crap dummy wig. Yeah. Oh wow. So, <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, they were like, "Geez," but he shaved his head to do that. Like, so he. So Here's the thing. He, he the looks. Wig. He looks too old and distinguished. I bet when he got the script, he was like, "What is this movie I'm doing?" I he mean, seen, he sounds seen, a bit like Christopher Lee at one he's point. Sat, he's got like a real gravitas to his voice, and it's it makes me think theater, isn't he's it? almost. I bet you know. I mean, good on him because I'm sure a lot of actors of his kind of standing would have been like I'm not fucking going down on this girl and sucking my own dick and all those it's great it's great well it's done wrong. Uh, what, is the, what is the name of that actor by the way have you got that written uh, down David there? Gale David Gale yeah 
Good so, stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Um, um, but I mean, what do you think? What do you think about my my suggestion that this is the best ending for a movie we've had so far? I think it's a pretty freaking good ending. I mean, um, I'm I'm trying now to sort of look back through the last what like six, seven movies that we've done. Scream. Yeah, Scream kind of peters out, like you said. It follows. Um, it follows. It follows is okay. It follow. It follows kind of. That's a kind uh, of silly, like yeah. dumb, dumb, bad, bad plan at the swimming pool scene at the end yeah so we're talking final scenes rather than like final yeah, final but I feel like kind bit. of like the you know what I mean the the showdown I guess Scream has got a good showdown it just has a yeah. crap so if like, we're talking about showdowns shot. then um, Scream yeah. has got a good ending yeah Scream's got a good showdown kind of ending but then like you said it just kind of peters out whereas this has got like quite a good yeah. ending I mean it's it's like um, like you're heading to you're heading towards the ending like everyone's been attacked and stuff and Megan has been uh, strangled by the burn victim uh, corpse who um, I guess they're, they're not really zombies are they or are they reanimated yeah, corpses yeah so they're zombies, zombies yeah. Um, and uh, she uh, is unconscious uh, luckily they're in the hospital but everything's kind of gone a bit wrong in there um, but right at the very beginning of the movie you see Dan like uh, you know like we were saying earlier doing his best Jack Shepard from Lost like hammering on someone's chest trying to bring them back to life and they're like look a good doctor knows when he has to stop and right at the end he's like trying to bring her back to life he's got the paddles and everything and and then finally they're like she's gone and the rest of the doctors leave and then he injects her with the you know decides to inject her with the with the reagent the lovely glowing green liquid and he says i love you and then he, he injects her and then like we said it fades to black and then you hear the scream but it harks back to the beginning where it's like a good doctor knows where to stop like if he and now he becomes he, a bad doctor yeah but i he, mean <laughs> he shows up in he's in the sequel or sequels i'm not sure well, i, I know he's in I, my guess would be if it's bride of reanimator it's the story that, that of him and her. megan and yeah and how and they're, how they're living together one one thing um i just want to talk about quickly mm. the music <laughs> i love the music in this fucking movie it's so good it's the the most blatant ripoff of Psycho, yeah, but it has a kind of like off-key, like jaunty sound to it, yeah. which for me is like the perfect tone for a movie like this. It's like this film is kind it's of not creepy, taking, not taking and it's scary seriously. and it's gory, but yeah, it's also having fun with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It it's doesn't kind of, take it's kind of, itself too seriously, does it? Cut them up, goofums. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Yeah, um, but it is full on like Psycho ripoff. But I don't mind because that's great. It's a great bit of music. But then it's yeah. got like. There's there's a good few like um, uh, electronic drum synthy stuff going. Doo, 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 at various there's also parts, some other like bit, some of the music that's not directly stolen from Psycho <laughs> is also really good as well. There's like the main kind of like reanimator theme mm. that um, isn't it? Isn't that what happens when he? draws the liquid into the syringe at the very end mm. i feel like it's a slightly different piece of music mm. and it's great really really cool yeah. um yeah Kirsty, you got any facts for us i do but first i wanted to ask you did it shit you up we have to ask it didn't shit me up no. but fuck did i have a good time watching yeah, it it's fun it's not gonna shit you up at all i mean there's there's a few gross out bits so did it gross not... you out there should be mm. two categories did it shit you up or did, did it, it gross, gross you out? out yeah i mean there are like gross out stuff i mean i think they said they used like two dozen gallons of blood in this or something like that it's a lot of blood yeah but it's good blood it's not poster paint blood it's proper i love blood. i love poster paint i do blood, love though. poster paint blood it's a, there's, That's a, real there's 70s. a place in my heart for for poster paint this is mid 80s 
going on for yeah, that good, old, good old fun gore. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's great. It's a really good film. I mean, Stuart Gordon originally, like, the, the, the director originally thought about doing it, like, black and white, 16mm, make it really gritty. No. I don't know, like, it would be a bit weird. No, nah, I, like I, I feel like it's almost you wouldn't want to touch this now I feel no. like it's almost cla- it's almost perfect I love no. this movie okay well I've only got a couple of facts left because I think we went through quite a few of them which is pretty it's cool getting, it's getting towards yeah. bedtime oh, my eyes are starting to oh. really kind of <laughs> creep close he holes in the snow yeah okay so do you know what this movie is, what the title is in Japan or was glowy green oh. no something I would is love it really? that so much <laughs> but no Glowy green goop. I don't oh, know what is it. No, uh, it's actually called Zombio, which loosely translates to drifting spirits. Wow, I thought that there's another movie called Zombio, right? Mm. Like one of those like Fulci movies. Uh, maybe. Um, but, I mean, by the sequel, they they got rid of the Zombio bit because it, apparently it didn't really make a lot of sense. So, but yeah, I thought like drifting spirits. I was like, that makes it sound way more poetic I was and say, romantic than it is. Of all the movies to call yeah. drifting spirits, this is not the one. Uh, and the... this is more like wafting spirits. Ugh, gross. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, the bit <laughs> the bit that I wrote down at the beginning, and then when I was like fact checking later on, because it made me chuckle. Let me find what I actually wrote right at the very beginning. So I wrote first bit was great gory eyeball start, good cold open. Then put psycho music. Then said the credit sequence was more like an eighties TV show, which makes sense with them being like yeah, that yeah. it was that it was uh, originally going to be a, uh, like theatre and then a TV show. Um, and uh, and then I jotted down when they because they go to meet Herbert in the um, uh, like Swiss hospital that he's been working in and that's when like the horrific death happens because he's been trying to inject people with the reagents all going wrong and uh, then when he comes back uh, or goes to America and he's like introduced to various people and uh, they they say that he's been working under Hans Gruber and I wrote down did he say Hans Gruber? And he apparently does. he does. And what this year? was actually this was three years before Die Hard. Oh, those bastards! So we wonder whether there's a. Oh yeah, hundred like, percent. They think were this, like, <laughs> this movie did really well. In. I think it's like really well regarded and was like critics fucking loved it. And and it also I think it did really well at the box office. Mm. So there's no way that that Hans <laughs> Gruber is not completely stolen from Reanimator. Yeah. But despite that, I mean, you were saying like how it's like well regarded and everything. I mean, it was um, uh, it took like eighteen days to film. Like I said, I they can shot, see it. They shot I can it see in. That they shot it in eighteen days. It has so it two was, locations. Yeah, sixteen days. Sixteen days principal filming, and then two two days of like reshooting Reshoots. little extra bits. I can see it. Like I, that, and that's not a bad thing. I think there's a real economy to the way that the film is made. It's really stripped down. Um, there's not a lot of fat on it at all, would you say? There's no, no points where I was like, oh, you're going to fucking cut that out. Which I think is almost, you know what I mean? I said we watched the unrated version, mm. which is not, which is shorter than the integral cut. Um, and I would love to watch the integral cut and see if that kind of like really cool, zippy, uh, fast pace, pace yeah. is is affected by the fact that that it's got an extra 20 minutes stuffed into it I I, like I said I don't see loads wrong with this movie and And not the cut that we watch yeah and to to see an extra 20 minutes I think would it is it necessary Mm. I don't know if I want to see a subplot about 
hypnotism or mind control. Maybe and... I'd want to see more gore. I don't know how much how much more gore is in it. But... Mm, yeah, I mean, I don't think I think the main scene is like the 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 assault scene, like Megan's assault scene. I think that was the bit that really got to the senses. They were just like, "This is not going to happen." Um, but yeah, all in all, I really enjoyed it. Um, I can see why it's so well regarded. Um, the amount of uh, fan you know like accounts and things that that, that that there are the amount of like random merchandise and stuff that you can find oh, there's so much for good. It. it's so great didn't you see some amazing um soap wax, some oh was it a, oh it was soap soap i believe um yeah i'll try and find it and i'll pop it up um and uh and pop a little share on it but it's literally like it's um it's uh dr hill's head isn't it for, yeah, in, yeah. The, in the in the specimen tray yeah just as a bar of it's soap. awesome it's so if you so want cool. it I, i'm sure i can find yeah, it yeah shout you. out i'm sorry don't know the name but shout out to whoever we posted that because yeah. it's fucking awesome it's amazing we'll try and share it but um to to all of our 75 followers on behind the sofa yeah, podcast yeah, on. on instagram so come and follow us come we're follow nice. us have a chat yeah we're yeah. good we're good peeps okay so Anything else to say, or should we move on to I'm, next uh, week? No, I'm getting my Ovaltine ready. <laughs> I'm, I'm just about getting ready to hit. I've put my silly little uh, Ebenezer Scrooge hat with the long dangly kind yeah, of possum. Yeah, yeah, your bed cap. I like it. Um, yeah, so next week we are uh, down to number 92 uh, in our list. So this is uh, Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer, which came out in 1986 directed by John McNaughton so get all your laughs in this week with Reanimator because <laughs> I can tell you after having seen this there is not a lot of laughs in Henry Portrait of a Serial Bleak. Killer so um, this is based very loosely on uh, Serial Killer Henry Lee, Lu- uh, Henry Lee Lucas um, so any true crime fans out there uh, give this one a watch let us know what you think uh, we'll be sticking up trailers throughout the week so come and talk to us let us know um, and uh, that's pretty much it, I think. Yeah, at Behind the Sofa Podcast on all the social media. Yeah. Make sure to give us a, a rate, a review, and a subscribe. Uh, tell your friends. Yeah, we want to. We want to yeah. get more people involved in the conversation. So it'd be really cool to to have a chat with people and see what they think about the movies and see whether they think you guys are talking out of your butts. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you can go if you head to tinyurl.com slash behind the sofa podcast you'll go to our main uh, about page if you go to behind the sofa episodes you will be able to find all of the episodes in date order so you can start from the beginning and work your way up to now uh, and if you go to behind the sofa vision so tinyurl.com slash behind the sofa vision uh, if we have the trailers we'll put them up there um, if we have uh, interesting merch we'll put it up there and if we can find the film where you can watch or we'll be able to let you know where you'll be able to watch it online and we'll have all the details on there so if you've got anything you haven't watched yet just come and check us out and we'll have it for you all right sounds perfect yeah um so i think it's bedtime it's totally bedtime it's totally bedtime <laughs> and uh with that behind the so- from behind the sofa good night it's late we, we apologize <laughs>